This is Y'all Heard, heard. a podcast where me, Marissa Phillips, and me, Pete Phillips, are not related. And this is a podcast where we talk about things you should know. We're two friends who love to chat about topics that matter. Join us as we discuss everything from the latest news to our favorite hobbies. We'll be sure to keep it casual, so grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some interesting conversations. Are you okay? Are you okay? I, I It's hard to come up with these beginnings, and so I okay. used an AI to write it for me. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was going to say, it sounded like someone made that up. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right, AI, would you use chat, GBT, or whatever the fuck? I, I couldn't get in, so I used, uh, I, I was in before, like I have an account, but uh, I used a different one. God, no one will shut up about that. Like, get over it. Whatever. It's a chat about you losers. Yeah, and I was like, well, this is what it's for, so I'm going to use it for this. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i incapable of writing cover letters. Guys, I would consider myself pretty skilled at writing, but boy, do I suck at writing my own cover letters and resume. Uh, my friend told me he just uses chatbots for that, and I was like, ooh, that's kind of interesting. Maybe I'll try that next time. Yeah. Uh, how are you? In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. <laughs> Oops! My bad. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, how are you? I'm okay. I'm, um, yeah, I'm okay. I think overall, yeah. okay. okay. That's 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 decent. <laughs> um, <laughs> Does yeah. anything sound like more of a cry for help? Then I'm okay. I think I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had something to say about how I was. No, I don't remember it anymore. Um, I'm really nauseous because I drank so much coffee. Um, guys, this is TMI, but I don't. My only chance every day to poop is when I drink coffee, and sometimes I miss that window, and I try for window number two. I always overdo it, and I just end up sick, and I didn't poop. <laughs> and that's where I am right now. If we're going to stay in the um, pooping, how's your week? Um, I, I don't know. I thought you were say pooping house. Oh, I remember what I was going to say now, but you go first. I got on this awesome um, schedule where I have to poop right when I leave work. Oh, And when I get home, I just get to poop. (laughs) Beautiful. Oh, my God. That's amazing. You know, like, there are times, sure, when I'm kind of like, oh, I wish I made more money. I wish I got more respect. Uh, (laughs) I wish my apartment was cooler or maybe it was a house. But then there's times too when you just have to make the best out of what you have. And I think that's a pretty good thing to have. (laughs) Guys, I side with Pete. Let me tell you, in my old job, I would only poop if I was lucky on the days when I would work from home, which were like three days a week. And I would have to take laxatives on the day, in the nights before I would work from home. And then I would never poop at work because, one, it was at work, and, two, they had roaches there, 
and someone got a roach on his hand under the, the soap dispenser. So <laughs> I was always afraid. Oh, and once someone told me they were, poop, they were not pooping, they were just using the bathroom and a roach fell from the ceiling in their job. Mm. So I could never be at peace because I was like, what if like a poop is coming out and mid poop a roach appears? What do I do? Do I sacrifice the poop? Do I let a roach be near me? No, this it, the it will scare the poop out of you. So that's actually a good thing. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, changing gears from poop. It's almost Valentine's Day. And, Speaking uh, of poop, it's almost Valentine's I Day. I know. And all the time when I think of Valentine's Day, I have a happy memory. Two happy memories. One, when my parents used to not all be on a diet and they used to send me candy. My best Valentine's Day gifts always came from my family. Uh, and two, when I used to live next to my pal Pete. And I think once... I think it was like a like a snowstorm around Valentine's Day. I just remember us like maybe I imagine the snow part. I just imagine remember us like trekking through the snow to get discounted chocolates at Rite Aid. And yeah. that's also when I didn't care about diets and would just eat with wild abandon. Mm-hmm. So I would just eat a whole bunch of chocolates. That was a nice time of my life. So yeah, that was a really nice memory. When and there you was and I- the one where we went to KFC too. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I didn't know how to say it without... Yeah, we don't have to tell anybody why. Yeah, without saying the complicated parts of that. But that was also a wonderful memory. And if anybody figures out the complicated parts of that, it wasn't our idea. <laughs> yeah, that would take a lot of work, but props to you if you do figure that out. Pete, <laughs> uh, do you have an iceberg? I forgot to ask you before we record it. So I have an icebreaker. Today, um, I turned to the news for an icebreaker, and researchers discovered... Oh, wait, before you say that, we used to sort of celebrate Rob Thomas's birthday on Valentine's Day, too, right? <laughs> how do you celebrate <laughs> Rob Thomas's birthday? No, was, how, I said that, and I was like, Rob Thomas, but I was like, <laughs> I feel like we did. Is it on Val- Yeah. Who would have felt that? It's not like you and I are big Matchbox 20 no. fans. No, yeah. just looking Matchbox. for any opportunity. Yeah, to, yeah, okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I guess if you're anti-Valentine's Day, you end up looking for any other reason to yeah. celebrate the day. <laughs> yeah. Um. Icebreaker. Researchers in New Zealand have discovered uh, prehistoric remains of a gigantic, the most gigantic penguin that has ever existed. Oh, um, no! At 350 pounds, it weighs as much as an adult gorilla and is oh, the heaviest no. penguin known to science. <laughs> How tall is it? I don't know. It's proportional. You might, guys might think I'm just, like, trying to be silly. I don't like it. <laughs> so at my, all. my icebreaker for you is, if... You had to, not you had to, but like, what's the best animal, like the best giant version of an animal that, you know, could be discovered? Oh, theoretically, theoretically, it would be prehistoric. It's saying it stood around five feet, two inches. This is so <laughs> I am. Guys, again, I'm not like trying to be like, ooh, funny. Uh, I, is there, there must be a phobia. Like when things that are big strike fear into you, like like a true deep fear, 
that I feel it's like... It's been dead 60 million years, Marissa. I know, but man, You don't have to be afraid anymore. When I go to museums, just when I see those things, it just, like, it upsets me that they ever were there. How could we... Anyway, that's and, a whole other thing. Maybe I should do I an episode about that. And I understood that this would cause you some distress, which is yeah. kind of why I thought it would be a good question, because the question is, yeah, like, what would be okay? Oh, Gigantic. Gigantic. And I can tell you mine. Okay, go go first. Because um, oh, God. In, in last week's episode of La Brea, mm-hmm. Eve fell into a hole. And at the bottom of the hole, she of thought... She, she did. Yeah, I know. She thought she was all alone, pinned between a rock and the ground. But it turned out there was a bunny in there with her. And I was kind of bummed that it wasn't a gigantic rabbit. Because <laughs> every animal that they encounter is a giant version of... <laughs> I like, actually was almost going to say that, but then I stopped myself. But yeah, c- c- keep on. I want to. Do you have more to add to that? Uh, so... So that's kind of where I was at with it. The the I think the largest rabbit, because I did look it up, is like only the size of like a medium sized dog. Okay, that's... <laughs> and the largest living rabbit now just looks like a big old like chub. <laughs> how how big is the biggest one now? They're just like long and chubby. Um, so like it's not it's never going to be towering over you. I, guess, I googled biggest rabbit. I didn't say who is what is the biggest rabbit. I just googled biggest rabbit, and it just says Ralph. Yeah, I was gonna say that it's probably a human dressed as a rabbit. I don't know. It just immediately just says Ralph, and there's <laughs> no big image next to it. I hate everything. I'm not meant for this world. I'm sorry. Uh, what were you saying? No, I think that's it. And also, I, I would be con- I would be interested in as, as to what a giant rabbit would eat. Oh, God, like trees? I don't know about the bark. Uh, I was gonna say maybe a giant rabbit wouldn't bother me, but now I'm looking at the eyes of a rabbit, and I don't love them. Yeah. Uh, can I say just Groot? <laughs> <laughs> like the character Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't care how big he is. <laughs> can that be my answer or does it have to be real because right now it's the only thing I can think of that's okay let's see let's see nothing in the water I know no god you probably don't want giant birds no what do I like I like a pug okay a giant pug no oh, I don't I just don't like big things. Yeah, I was thinking of smaller type things, like a hamster or something. No, I don't want a gigantic rodent. <laughs> oh, can it be a... Eh, I mean, I don't want to deal with it, but it, I don't care if snakes are bigger. No, wait, no, I'm thinking what? of them longer. <laughs> no, 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 I don't want to be, like, fatter and, like... No, no, yeah. no, I can't. I stand corrected. Um, Let's say... Koala. I don't care. <laughs> or or a kangaroo. Kangaroos are pretty big already, aren't they? I mean, is this a situation where I need to be in the room with it? Or I just need to know it exists? Yeah, See, that's the thing. Kang- here's the kangaroos thing, are Marissa. big already, so I don't care if they're bigger. This is a trick question. 
you yeah. actually will become whatever animal you choose in your next life. <laughs> oh, let's say kangaroo then. Yeah, they're big already. I don't care if they're bigger. It's fine. Man, I was listening to a podcast. Last podcast on the left is talking about this whaling voyage that ended up with the ship sinking and people having to eat each other. And just them talking about the whales was so horrifying to me and then they would also talk about how then they would have to like scoop out the gunk from the whales uh mm -hmm. like that they use for candles and in order to get it they would like make a big hole in the whale's head and go inside of the whale like the human would go in and i just wanted to die <laughs> i yep i um i'm almost done and i'll lead it to the topic but i was I was considering doing a free trial with BetterHelp today, and they asked, like, what kind of things we struggle with? And they were like, do you have phobias? And I was like, bro, <laughs> you can't even handle this. Anyway. I canceled the free trial because they couldn't handle me. <laughs> Basically. Okay, speaking of phobias, this is a phobia I don't have yet, but hey, there's still time. Guys, let me start with a little story. Late at night on Christmas Eve, 1885, in the small farming town of Seneca, Illinois, a woman named Matilda Rooney burst into flames. She was alone in her kitchen when it happened. The fire quickly incinerated her entire body except for her feet. The incident also claimed the life of her hundred, hundred? Her husband, Patrick, who was found suffocated from the fumes in another room of the house. Hmm, nice. this yeah. <laughs> this tragedy left investigators baffled. There was no reason to suspect foul play. The Roonies had just been relaxing and drinking whiskey that evening. And a farmhand... What the fuck? A farmhand, <laughs> not a farmhand. A farmhand. And a farmhand that they interviewed on the scene was like... <laughs> a farmhand who had spent a few hours with them hadn't noticed anything out of the ordinary. Furthermore, no source of ignition could be found for the blaze. Uh, although the flames had been intense enough to reduce Matilda Rooney to ashes and just a few fragments of bone, they had not spread to the rest of the room. The fire seemed to have spread in her body and stayed confined to her body. It appeared that the Roonies had fallen victim to the rare and enigmatic phenomenon of spontaneous human combustion, also known as SHC. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, P, deaths attributed by some as spontaneous human combustion are when a living human body is burned without an apparent external source of ignition. Typically, police or fire investigators will find burned corpses, but none of the furniture or items around them will have been burned at all. Uh, descriptions of spontaneous human combustion date back to the 17th century, with a large number of cases recorded for some reason in the 19th century, and then a handful of cases in the 20th and 21st centuries. Altogether, though, there are really only about a few hundred recorded possible cases of this mysterious phenomenon. Um, Pete, are you familiar with this phenomenon at all? Have you ever heard tales of it? I watch Unsolved Mysteries all the time, so yes. Okay. 
Uh, although the scientific support for spontaneous human combustion was weak, even in the 1800s, it was still a widely discussed phenomenon at the time, even if it may have defied science. The public generally accepted it at the time, in the 1800s, not now, <laughs> as a fate linked to one's morality. Back in the day, uh, people would point out that victims were often alcoholic and overweight. They were used, they more, were drinking whiskey that night. <laughs> yeah. And more often than not, they were female. So most people accepted... And women are evil. That, yes. Well, <laughs> not like, you know, women shouldn't be drinking. And so people mostly accepted that this was a kind of, <laughs> like, like uh, the universe taking retribution on those with a debaucherous lifestyle. Um, so you might be asking, or maybe not, because you're like, I'm not stupid. <laughs> uh, is spontaneous human combustion real? Guys, don't be so quick to dismiss this. However, science generally would say no. <laughs> um, none of the proposed scientific explanations for how a body would spontaneously burst into flames have really held up to scrutiny throughout the years. Um, some early hypotheses relied on outdated medical ideas, such as the idea that ignition could be the result of an imbalance of the bodily humors. Um, you know, back in the day, med medicine used to discuss bodily humors a lot. Pete, are you familiar with what the humors are? You and me on this podcast? What? <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> um, back in the day, medicine, uh, they would... They would say a lot of things happened when you had uh, an imbalance of bodily humors, and the bodily humors were body fluids such as blood, phlegm, back, oh God. blood, phlegm, black bile, and yellow bile, all of which sound disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there is also the Victorian era explanation. That's my warm up. I do that before the podcast. <laughs> black bile, blood, yellow phlegm. bile, black bile, yellow bile. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Oh, yellow bile really grosses me out. Um, there was also the Victorian era explanation that alcohol rendered the body flammable, but that doesn't work either. And uh, I don't, I apologize if you're going to get to this, uh -huh. but I'm reading that it would be 1400 to 1600 degrees Fahrenheit to burn a human body to ash. So it's not like these people just happen to be catching fire. It's like they're catching intense fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to get to that in a long time from now, but yes. <laughs> I'm going to do true, true believer stuff by the end. Um, okay. Oh, wait. No, no, not true believer stuff. For some reason, I put that piece of information in the true believer section, even though that is obviously the opposite of a true believer piece of information. <laughs> I have a problem, everybody. <laughs> I can't keep information straight in a way that even makes sense. The other day, Pete had to, um, like, put in an audio drop to correct a word I said in one of my Patreon content things because what I said made no sense. He had yeah. to overdub me. She accidentally anyway. didn't use the word virginity. So I went to an old gossip grill and I copied it out of there. <laughs> and put it in, and that was even funnier. Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, I heard that today. It was fun. Uh, <laughs> let me also specify that instead of the word virginity, I said memoir. <laughs> <laughs> he lost his memoir. 
Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Um, what I was saying is, in the Victorian era, people thought that maybe alcohol made your body flammable. Uh, but that doesn't really work either. Uh, the concentrations of alcohol in even the most intoxicated person are still way too low, um, you know, to make you flammable. And an external source of ignition would still be required. No matter how much alcohol, you don't just, like, someone don't just light a wick in, inside of you randomly. Um, we all have a wick inside of us. <laughs> and we're just waiting for someone to light it. I mean, oh, look at you. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't say wick, realizing that this was the next paragraph. But uh, I will mention that in the 20th century, forensic scientists noticed the wick effect. The wick effect is when clothing worn by a victim can soak up melted fat, acting like the wick of a candle and creating conditions for a body in which it will smolder for an extended period of time. Experiments have shown that this wick effect can produce many of the un unusual characteristics associated with spontaneous human combustion, such as the complete or nearly complete incineration of the body and the lack of fire damage to the victim's surroundings. At first, I was like, melted fat. We'll get back into that. But wouldn't later. you still need an ignition? Yeah, well... We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Hey, no, I'm sorry. I, okay. I, I believe in it, and I'm just trying to poke okay. holes in your uh, theory. <laughs> well, the likely explanation for suspected cases of SHC, then, is that there is an external source of ignition, whether it be a match, a cig cigarette, or even an electrical spark that sets off the wick effect. Uh, but then the evidence of the initial item is most likely destroyed by the fire. Um, although the alcohol doesn't make your body more flammable, severe inebriation or other forms of impairment may be the factor as to why this person is unable to react to a slowly developing fire. Yeah, so you maybe, gotta be pretty fucked up. I mean, maybe they're high. <laughs> when I took those weed edibles, I couldn't move for nine hours. <laughs> I could have went up in flames and uh, people would have thought I combusted. No, um, no, no. If a roach walked in there, you'd be up. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> that is true. Um, in 2010, there was a, a BBC... What? Okay, guys. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that one. <laughs> I don't want to kill myself. Hey there, boys. My name's BBC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't the B's okay. stand for booby. Am <laughs> <laughs> okay? Ah. I will say, I don't know if this is, I mean, clearly sometimes it's not, my head's not in the right place, but I do mispronounce things a lot because I do have like nasal issues a lot and it kind of like, I struggle to pronounce things properly because of that. So it's not great when I like talk for too long, then like I feel the nasal pressure. Well, then so I'm shut just going to talk it up to that. What? Then shut up. <laughs> shut up. In 2010, there was a BBC news article that came out with a somewhat sensational headline declaring the, quote, first Irish case of death by spontaneous human combustion. You know, when I first Googled spontaneous human combustion. Talk about like, fire crotch, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's rude, Pete. <laughs> when I first Googled it, yeah, all the things were how in 2010 an Irishman died from SHC. I was like, the fuck? Because I thought it was going to, like, be, like, really old stuff. So, in this 2010 case, the body um, 
of a badly burned 76-year-old man was found in his home on December 22nd, also close to Christmas. And he was lying on his back with his head close to an open fireplace. Now this, my friends, is why I find this all funny. (laughs) Because a lot of people say these SHC cases, they may be near a fire source, but they'll always say like, oh no, our research shows that that source of fire is not why he went aflame. And I'm just like, really? We're just going to assume that this is not somehow linked to the fireplace his head is next to? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty convenient. Um, I mean, yeah. So in this case, there was no trace of an accelerant. There was no evidence of foul play. And forensic experts concluded that the fire in the fireplace had not caused the blaze. Only the body, the ceiling immediately above it, and the floor underneath it showed any fire damage. So the coroner (laughs) concluded it was spontaneous human combustion. And I'm sure that coroner got lots of work since then. Like you said, Marissa, it was close to Christmas. (laughs) Guy's like, I want to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, however, an article in Scientific American who that was uh, sort of assessing this um, states that it must have been the aforementioned wick effect, which, like I said, is when the body starts to burn, but then the fat in your body turns liquid, and then that fat might seep into your clothing, turning you into some sort of quote, gruesome kind of human candle. That's disgusting. Yeah, like a little sausage. It then burns things in your immediate vicinity, but because it's a slow burn, because like I said, the body is not very flammable at all. So you do not just go like, whoosh, and then you're in fire. This is a really long process. Uh, So because of this, nothing else is affected. And you can't move the whole time. Dude, I don't, I don't understand that part, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> um, the article mentions how SHC and the Wick effect uh, also made it into pop culture uh, in, a, you know, well, I would say in recent years, but 2008 isn't that recent. Um, but it found its way onto popular forensic show, show CSI in a subplot of the episode called Facelift. In this episode, an elderly woman is found burned almost to ashes in her living room, dressed in what is left of her nightgown, and everything is burnt except her ankles, her feet, and the rest of the room. Um, So the investigators on CSI assume, you know, there must have been an ignition source of some kind, most likely a cigarette. But then, you know, in CSI, like, there's got to be, like, a true believer and, and a scientist and a whatever. So, like, after lots of back and forth and shenanigans, because one of the people are like, no, this lady spontaneously combusted. <laughs> um, but eventually, they concluded that the old woman's body fat served as a fuel source for the slow burn from a cigarette she was smoking, with her nightgown serving as the wick. As the body burned... The melting fat seeped into her nightgown, and the long chains of hydrocarbons that make up human fat provided the energy to consume the body locally without damaging the surroundings. Eventually, this human candle burns out. Um, So this CSI episode actually likely came from a real-life experiment conducted by Dr. John DeHaan at the California Criminalistic Institute. Uh, for the BBC TV science program, QED. Uh, Dahan took a dead pig, 
uh, wrapped in a blanket and placed it in a furnished room, then set fire to the blanket with nothing but a match and a bit of gasoline. Um, should be noted that pig flesh is the closest to human flesh, which is why that's what he used. And blankets um, are the closest to nightgowns. I guess. <laughs> it took a while for the pig's body to catch fire, because uh, pig bodies are also not highly flammable. Pig's dead, uh, too, guys. Just remember, the pig's dead. That's why it's yeah, not yeah, moving. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Uh, but once it was caught, but once it caught flame, it burned at a high temperature and a low flame, burning for several hours until Dahan is extinguished the fire. The flesh and bones in the burned part of the body were reduced to ashes, but there was almost no damage to the rest of the room, except for a melted TV set. So Dahan reported that the heat from the burning body collected at the top of the room, making it hot enough to melt the appliance. So basically, yeah, the pig. The pig melted, something near the pig melted, not melted, caught fire, but, like, everything else was untouched. Um, so the one case that sort of complicates this Wick theory is the case of Helen Conway in the 1960s. Conway was an elderly woman who was overweight and a longtime smoker, and this lady burned while sitting in an upholstered chair in her bedroom. The fire chief who responded believed it only took 21 minutes for the body to burn, so he was convinced it was spontaneous human combustion. How a fireman knows it only took 21 minutes to burn, I don't know. I would like to know that, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, so the reason why this, this complicates things is because, like I said, the wick effect uh, does not work fast. It's, it's a slow burn. Um, so people have speculated that perhaps this woman's large amount of body fat may have given rise to a much more intense fire, akin to a grease fire, common to commercial kitchens. I don't like this topic. Nope. It's like Apparently, fat ladies deserve to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, while one of the firemen was searching for the victim's remains in the smoky bedroom, he stuck his hand in, quote, something greasy. There turned out to be her remains. So who knows? Also, that's disgusting. Okay. So then she wasn't burned to ash? I guess there were puddles of grease left behind. You know, grease does pop when you cook it on the stove. <sighs> I'm grossed out. Oh, so I did put this in the right section. Out of context, I got confused. So I have a section about true believers and why they think the wick, meth, the wick thing is bullshit. So some people say, like, that's bullshit because the human body has to create a temperature of like you said, thousands of degrees in order to be reduced to ashes. And I don't know. I mean, it's not like there's somebody, like, saying how hot the fire was burning. Can you find that out? I don't know. But for some reason, people are saying, like, there's no way it was, you know, burning that high. That wick method is bullshit. Clearly, it was spontaneous human combustion. Um, other proposed causes of this phenomenon include bacteria, static electricity, Obesity, stress. I don't know. There's, there's no further explanation. Great. Yeah. So I'm just going to spontaneously combust. Yep. Because I'm stressed and obese. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> You're not obese. Uh, and most consistently, people still think excessive consumption of alcohol will do it. But again, none of these have been. Are these people all Christians? <laughs> Probably. But none of this has been substantiated by science so far. However, there is one more recent hypothesis from British 
Why is everyone British in this? I do want to know. Because they're the only uh, people who read. We don't read in I guess, America. <laughs> I guess so. There's one recent hypothesis from British biologist Brian J. Ford, who in August 2012 described his experiments with combustion in the magazine New Scientist. According to Ford, a buildup of acetone in the body can lead to spontaneous human combustion. And how do you get this buildup of acetone? This can result from alcoholism, diabetes, or my favorite, a low-carb keto diet. Mm. So, are you on a keto diet? Are you trying to reach ketosis? Be careful. You might blow up. So, uh, I always misjudge how long this episode is going to be. Rob Lowe doesn't talk about that in his Atkins I know. (laughs) So, let's close with an excerpt from one of Ford's pieces about this phenomenon. Quote, for the very first time, we have a plausible model for spontaneous human combustion, which offers a natural metabolic explanation for this well-documented phenomenon. The model experiments match the descriptions of cases involving people. What are the practical implications? First, and this is important, do not accuse youngsters of solvent abuse just because they have acetone on their breath. Guys, they could be on the verge of spontaneously combusting. Don't think that they're like, I don't know, how do you how do you have acetone on your breath? What do you huff things? I don't know. No. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> they are more likely to be unwell. Or maybe they're on a fat-free diet. Wait, a fat-free diet? The keto diet is all fat. Oh, yeah. I don't Um, Second, if you are suffering ketosis, it might be wise to avoid wearing synthetic fibers with the likelihood of static sparks. Is there a reasonable chance of dying from spontaneous human combustion? That can't be right. The reported episodes have been extremely rare, so it is far too unusual to cause anyone serious concern. On the other hand, if you're susceptible to ketosis, now might be the perfect time to give up smoking. So, guys, the moral of this story is, are you on the keto diet? Don't wear synthetic fibers. <laughs> Pete's face is awesome. <laughs> Pete requested I add something. And then my mother called me about wedding stuff, which always unravels into something on Hinge. And I forgot. And I'm so sorry. Uh, so now I am Googling. It says... If your breath smells like acetone, the same fruity scent as nail polish remover? Is that fruity? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. It may be a high, it may be a sign of high levels of ketones, Ugh. acids your liver makes in your blood. That sounds gross. So, Pete, I found something on listverse.com that says spontaneous animal combustion. So, Apparently, there are only two known reports of spontaneous animal combustion. The first was reported in 1745 by Paul Rowley, the first person to propose the idea of human body self-igniting. According to Raleigh, Rowley, whatever, sometime around 163 BC, when Tiberius Gracchus II and M. Juventius Salma were both consuls in Rome, it was reported that, quote, a flame came out of a bull's mouth without hurting the beast, but not finding any resistance to its way. But he didn't combust, so I don't think that counts. that was just a bull dragon. 
Yeah, so that doesn't count. The second known report is more recent. According to Jenny Randalls and Peter Huff, Huff, a soldier named Raymond Reed was with the 9th Battalion of the Royal Welch Fusiliers during World War II and was stationed in Dorset, England. Okay, apparently only people blow up in England. (laughs) One night, Reed, another soldier, and an officer were patrolling along the coastline in the dark and were crossing an open field of grazing sheep when a fire suddenly erupted about 300 feet away from them. They investigated, being careful as they approached, and found a burning sheep lying on its side with blue flames pouring from its stomach. Whoa. The sheep was not decomposing, and in fact was, quote, quite fresh-looking. Somewhat confused, Reed and the other men extinguished the flames with dirt. Then Reed waited 50 years before telling anyone what he had seen. So there you go, Pete. Two times, animals exploded. Well, one time. I'm sorry, yep. One time an animal exploded, and another time (laughs) that a bull and a dragon mated, and we were shocked by their offspring. (laughs) Any questions? Don't, because I don't have more information than I gave you. (laughs) Very interesting, Marissa. Thank you. Still no explanation. Nope. I... Yeah, I was going to sleep last night, and I was like, I don't know, the show tomorrow. And I was like, didn't I hear some case about some dude who blew up? And then the guy I was thinking about didn't exist, so I'm confusing it with something else. <laughs> but either way, that was cool. <laughs> so what do you think? Um, The fact that they're almost always near a fire source, which I read somewhere, but I forgot to put that exact quote. Again, not always, but usually it's like, Weirdly, they're usually by a fireplace, but that's not the case. Yeah, I would say... I didn't hear anything about your first story about a fireplace. That is true. They don't all... I said they don't all have a fireplace. Well, I will say this, guys. Do I believe in vampires? Sadly, not anymore. Do I want them to exist? Oh, real bad. So, I mean, if someone gives me proof, I will happily believe in it. But I have not read anything that's like, oh, yeah, that's... That, that that looks like that's the truth. Guys, if you know about somebody who combusted, please call us at 570 one I'd love to learn about that. What do you think, Pete? Nothing's impossible. Mm. Listen, guys, I'm going to be straight with you. Oh, we're listening. I don't understand it all. But that doesn't mean I have to believe it just because I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As as the one song by Element 101, goes just because you don't see the other side of the moon doesn't mean it's not there (laughs) that's exactly what i was thinking (laughs) they got to talk about god but yep (laughs) (laughs) um guys do you believe in spontaneous combustion um are you on the keto diet and now you're nervous like i said call us at 570 pod one oops i forgot we didn't do plugs (laughs) Plugs. Pete, what you got for me? Um, this week I wanted to plug the La Brea Purveya, which uh, La Brea came back, had a double episode, put that episode out. I am elated 
that it has 25 listens. <laughs> oh, all right. I love it. Yeah, you because, should be. Because uh, I don't know who they are. Because we probably don't even have 25 <laughs> listens sometimes. Most times. Well, I, I kind of feel like, okay, 25 listens for this show. It's like I could think of probably 10 people that listen to our show. But I can't think of anybody who's listening to the La Brea Yeah, that's awesome. I don't know. And I mean this with respect, know. Marissa. Not even you. Because you're not watching the show. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you. Oh, God. I was questioning whether or not I should tell you. <laughs> so, you know, like when you don't know someone's name, but it's too late to ask them? Mm-hmm. I was listening religiously. And then you took it off of our feed or something. Now I don't know where to get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I made it its own feed. So I just, oh, so if I just Google La Brea purveyor i should be able to find your podcast you can find the la brea purveyor in your podcast app of choice okay itunes spotify (laughs) yeah i would kept being like how do i why is it not there am i stupid and then i didn't want to ask you because then you would know i wasn't keeping up but yeah i lost chat i'm so sorry (laughs) now i'm gonna google it and listen again do you still do the drops i love the drops i do i do that's great. Thank you for the drops and the latest Gossip Girl as well. Uh, yeah, no, I'll be added to that. Now you here's, know one person. Here's something interesting. In Dartmouth, yes. Massachusetts. Dartmouth. I'm sorry. I feel like we've said this before, but I still don't know. That's how you say it in... Really? <laughs> That's how I'm saying it. Okay. You think it's... I'm not saying it is or mouth. I've just never heard someone say it that way in my life, and it catches me off guard every time. Dartmouth And police. I don't know if you're doing that to be funny. I'm sorry. That's judgy of me. Okay. Continue. I'm going to go... I'm going to jump around a little bit in this, but... Excuse me. Dartmouth police wrote on Facebook, according to Chief Brian P. Levescue... I, like many other town residents, was completely unaware of the presence of vampires in Dartmouth. However, the sun hasn't made a lengthy appearance in our town for several weeks. I am not totally surprised that they got comfortable roaming the streets among us. Moving forward, I am going to make sure that every one of my officers is equipped with a holy water squirt gun. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. When is this from? This is from three days ago. (laughs) Are you... What is this news source? Just after sunrise, Dartmouth police responded to several reports of individuals vaporizing all over town. Pete, what? You're, this is Spontaneously a, combusting. What are you talking about? This isn't a thing. This what? is the part that I don't understand. And then it says, after extensive investigation by Detective Van Helsing, it was determined that all of the involved individuals were vampires. But Marissa, my question is, why are they doing this in February? <laughs> Wait. That's weird. Yes. (laughs) I thought you were going to tell me, like, there were, like, quote-unquote real vampires in Dartmouth, and I was excited, and suddenly I became really sad I wasn't in Dartmouth. And then, you know, the political climate that we live in, they put a disclaimer at the end that says, the town of Dartmouth welcomes all citizens, including real vampires. (laughs) Okay. And guys, when I said real vampires, I don't mean supernatural ones. I mean people who choose to eat, drink each other's blood. (laughs) Anyway, Marissa, what do you have to plug? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, did you plug? Oh, you plugged your podcast. Uh, I will plug Most Manor, which just is getting better and better. 
I was I was walking from my car to my apartment today, and I thought, what about Dilf Den? Oh, <laughs> there is definitely Dilf something. Okay. Dilf show. What is it? I, uh... I want it to be a structure. I was trying to think of structures that start with the letter D. I think it's called For the Love of Dilf. That's not clever at all. It's um, it's on Out TV. It's the LGBTQ, or the, or the I'm sorry, not it's a gay dating show. But I thought there was also Ooh, another. One. What if the Dilfs fought each other and it was called Dilf Dominion? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, God, it's I like an American like... gladiators of Dilfs. <laughs> Marcy, you go ahead. <laughs> Can I do an anti plug? Uh, Absolutely. Is, if you are into the idea of Dilfs. Uh, don't ever, unless you like reading a lot and nothing happening, don't think, this is an old game, but have you guys heard of the game Dream Daddy? It's a dating sim where you're a single father trying to date other single fathers. I made Steam give me a refund because it was so boring. (laughs) There was so much talk about raising your daughter and i'm like you think i fucking got this game to pretend i'm raising a daughter you losers i got this game to try and date other daddies <laughs> like who the fuck it was like, oh like your daughter says hey oh i got made my daughter breakfast oh let's go for a walk daughter i was like motherfucker this is so boring so yeah i returned it and got a refund within hours of purchasing it so if you're into this this new DILF MILF movement. Don't be tempted by by dream daddies. Daddy. Daddies? Daddy? Whatever. Anyway, guys. If you want to come up with another type of ILF that we're missing, you can tell us at 570-POD-WOD-1. Yeah. Uh, or older single women I'd like to fuck. Oh. Oh, ILFs. Oh, swilfs? Oh, wait. Older single women. Oh, yeah, Oswilf. I, I'm an Oswilf. So I'm getting older, but I'm not a mommy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, guys. You can also uh, email us at shout at yallheard.me. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash yallheard. For as low as $1 a month, you can get Marissa's hot takes on gossip and also misspeaks. Uh, and as always, you could slide into my DM at Risk Vandal. And, uh, yeah, if you have any other things you want us to cover, let us know. And, Richard, if you're listening, I forgot you're supposed to be on the show soon. Guess what? We're coming for you. Yeah. And if you're listening, Michael, don't worry. We won't come for you. Uh, but, Michael, right, we know that you are an expert in things. Yes, we do. And, you know, as the Bible said, don't hide your light under a bush. Bushel? Basket. Oh. Under a basket. <laughs> okay. Or the That's... basket may combust. <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. You be safe out there, and, uh... Bye! I guess it depends right. on what the basket is made out of. <laughs> yeah, hi. Hi.